Hey there, thanks for tuning in to episode 8 of the Mainline and Beyond with Mark Singer. Tonight's guest is Felicia Greenfield-Blau of Reboot Integrative Wellness Center. We'll be doing some deep dives into healing and some um, alternative types of healing that they offer. They have three different offices around the city. And uh, as always, thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 8 of the Main Line of Beyond with Mark Singer. Tonight I have Felicia Greenfield-Blau, special fill-in guest. Yeah, hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. I'm going to just, you know, this is super laid back here. I just want to make sure that I share this out to the right channels, but... um, been a good week, um, a lot going on musically, I know, um, our friends, uh, you know, Patty McCann was on last week, Muskrat Flats, uh, opened up for, for Tom Hamilton's Moore, uh, I had my kids, wasn't able to make the show, but actually, uh, because Rich Stoller is the man, I was able to watch a lot of the video, and they, they, they just crushed it, and it sounded so good, um, and, uh, very happy to see that. Let me see here. There we go. That should work. There we go. So, Danny Mayer um, got in touch with me. He was supposed to be tonight's guest. Danny is a phenomenal guitar player I've been a fan of for quite a while, who I know, ironically, from other situations, uh, mutual friends, and you know, then inevitably who he uh, married from a friend from high school, and uh, I'm a fan of his uh, his band on the spot trio. Um, so it's cool. We're gonna catch up on Thursday. Um, so uh, you know, did a little juggling, reached out to some people, and Felicia is somebody that had reached out to me via some mutual friends, who uh, you know has an interesting place in in terms of not only, you know, the musical world, but the healing world, um, which is a big part of this show. Um, something that I've been focused on since the get-go was not only being bringing light to music and artists and musicians, but also kind of, you know, bringing to the forefront how their outlet of music or art has helped them in times, you know, hard times, um, from a mental health standpoint, and so forth. So... Um, I, I said, you know, that, that this would be a great fit for the show. Uh, let's just see what happens. And, you know, if there's a cancellation or something, I want to squeeze you in. So there you have it. Here we are. Here we are. Yes. Right here in the cozy confines of uh, my lair in Ardmore, PA. And uh, meeting for the first time here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Di- Diane is watching and uh hi diane hi diane Uh, thank you so much thanks for making this uh auspicious introduction i'm so happy to be here yes yes um so uh, we had been talking a little bit because we just met Mm -hmm. uh we just met tonight for the first time and uh but had you know spoken a little bit about um uh you know what she does and you know, it immediately kind of captured me because, um, 
you know, as, as a person that has been through some difficult times for sure and hardships, uh, I've always sought out different ways to to heal, and music was was certainly a, you know the biggest one for me. Um, but other other ways and alternative ways, and pretty much any kind of way around what was considered to be conventional. You know what I mean, Felicia? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, things like medicines and that, um, you know, really kind of scare me, and they always have. Um, however, I've always felt a good proponent of uh, things like psychotherapy. If you can find the right fit, that's very important, you know. Um, and I think uh, it's clear, and it's, it's, it's not a, a sign of any type of weakness or vulnerability to want to have things like that as a regular part of your life. You know? I think it actually shows a lot of strength in our vulnerability um, when we're able to look at ourselves to say, this isn't working, I'm really not happy. Like, am I living to the place that I really want to live to? To the, uh, Am I living my best self? And I think so many of us are really not. I think we get caught up in what's expected of us and our routine and our expectations of ourselves and our spouses and our parents and kids and the list goes on. So I think it's amazing what you're talking about, and I'm so happy we'll be in this conversation about helping people to find what makes you happy, how to find some happiness. Like, it's a heavy world, so we want to be our own light, and when we're our own light, then we like can make other people feel really good, and we just spread it, spreading the love. How about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is true. It is contagious. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I don't know what the, a juxtaposition, if that's the right word or not, but what I'm getting at is I feel like there's a kind of a contradiction in what's happening in the world and society and that. Like, in other words, the further we go into the future, the more we need to confront these types of things. You know, what, and, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, people get distracted by means of survival and you know practicality of like making money and yada yada and they're having to do that more not less in a lot of cases yeah you know but there's different levels of uh different levels of living different levels of existing and we're living in a fear place everything's bad it just is like this lower vibrational energy and unfortunately when we're living that when we're kind of feeling that um, we're meeting those people who are kind of matching that energy and so sometimes it's really hard to do but if you can take this leap to listen to good music kind of get your body moving a little bit find some ways that make you feel happy get some sunlight get some exercise then you're raising your energy and when you raise your energy then the people you're drawn to and who are drawn to you start raising you up and you just keep rising up mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because there's, you know, there's a lot that's happening. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that's happening locally in our world, like in our cosmo of our family and our mm -hmm. work environment, and then in our city, safety, the, you know, the country, the world. Like, it's it can be really heavy for people. So I really want to honor that there's a reason why everybody's feeling that heaviness. And uh, music is such a great way to help kind of move that for sure yeah I agree I mean of course 
I think it's in a lot of ways the best way just just for the fact that it transcends so much it transcends language and culture and um, it is you know a, a language unto itself so and then um, look at all the people that come to see you and all these other great artists uh, sometimes when I'm going out I just want to be able to like let down the veil like I don't want to be the person I am in the everyday and sometimes I feel like when I'm listening to great music I can just like get into myself like into like who am I in my core just want to move a little bit I just want to relax I want to be about create other you know other people like me and mm -hmm. we tend to find that whether we're you know different minority groups different like none of that matters black white you know gender it's all about the music. It is like its own religion, mm -hmm. own semi-culture. So, for sure, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, a big part of the reason why I started this show is because of our local music community and how tight-knit it is and, uh, you know, trying to showcase lots of different artists and bands. And uh, I got, you know, a, a huge response. And, uh, and if you know the lineup is a nice mixture of people and and uh, solo artists and bands and different styles of music, so so let's talk about your is your company. Yes, my company. Reboot Integrative Wellness Center. Wellness Center. Yeah, Reboot. Okay, how long has that been around for? Reboot's been around since 2015. My partner Steve O um, created it. It was a vision of his to have a practice that combines many different disciplines, a lot of Eastern and Western medicine. So Steve O is a physical therapist and also dual licensed as an acupuncturist. So we have physical therapy and acupuncture and then he brought on my other partner, Dr. Shang, who is a chiropractor. And so our model is really looking at the whole person. Um, that any one modality is great and if you combine multiple modalities and you combine different conventional healing modalities and unconventional healing modalities, people tend to find um, a little bit better results, and that's what we're seeing in our patients. Um, I love our staff. We have a completely diverse staff, and um, I'm really proud about that. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are the microcosm of the world, um, and uh, we're a majority women-owned minority business, and... Uh, we do a lot with veterans. Veterans are really, uh, if there's any veterans listening, we really thank you for your service and working with you in many different ways just makes us feel like we're doing a better job, mm. um, a better job for our community. Awesome. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we have multiple locations. We'd love to help you if you are needing some physical help and uh, and also we do a lot of emotional and psychosocial and uh, mental support as mm. well when we're working with our patients. I, um, I specialize in breast cancer so that's like a passion of mine working with people with cancer and um, and so in this in this realm we get to help people like not just physically like people say what does a physical therapist do with breast cancer patients and we work for strength and endurance and function, range of motion, helping people going through chemotherapy and radiation, but a lot of what I do is uh, just talking, like opening the safe container for people to like have emotion and to have their own thought process around their diagnosis and to look at, um, 
look at some questions that may be too scary to look at alone. Mm -hmm. and so that's a lot of what I do. So how would it work? A person comes to you and then there's some sort of evaluation process to see what the best fit of treatment is? Is it like that? So people come with a prescription for physical therapy, but not for chiropractic. So mm -hmm. you would come to our office and uh, we verify your insurance because we accept insurances. That really helps. Um, and then we set up an evaluation time and you say, I'm in for my neck or I'm in for my back or I'm in for post-surgery or I'm in for cancer and we look at what your deficits are and I look at what your needs are and it's not just the physical need that's happening here like I might have leg pain but like how are you walking and how are you getting through the world functionally and when I look at the whole person I may be able to pick up some other things versus just focusing on one area mm -hmm. and then when we're starting our treatment we com um, combine it with like a lot of modalities such as electric stim and infrared lamps, uh, cupping, grastin, manual therapy. Mm -hmm. um, we use our hands a lot. And, um, and then we combine it with really great exercise. But not like just exercise that you can do at the gym, but a little bit of like Qigong, which is a nice um, mm -hmm. Asian flow mm -hmm. type of uh, exercise. And we combine that with some weights, a lot of core strengthening, because I think everybody could use to tighten their core a little bit. Like everybody's... A lot of people are sitting on the computer, a lot of people are working in a seated or sedentary position, and so you don't realize how like everything changes, you know, your whole posture changes. So getting people up and moving and kind of finding a little bit of joy, and we laugh a lot, and you know, it's kind of a nice, deep, rich environment. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think it was that kind of set you down this path? Mm. <laughs> Um, ultimately, the answer I always come back to is uh, my dad was a Holocaust survivor and um, just passed away in May at 90 from cancer and um, he taught me so much. He taught me about resilience and endurance and fortitude and courage and um, he taught me that our differences are much greater but our, you know, our ways of connecting with others just so surpasses our differences. And, um, and so I learned to look at people and, not, and to move past the stereotypes of um, fear, you know, or they're different from me. And so I started embracing just looking at people as uh, me. Like, I am you, you are me, and how do we, like, uh, get along better in this world? And then along that path, I became a dancer, I became a physical therapist, knowing that I wanted to help people. My grandfather had a stroke, and so at this young age, they got him walking. And I just thought that was miraculous. Like, wait a minute, one side of his body wasn't working, and now he's up and walking. Mm. And I think it was that moment of, like, I want to do that. Like, I want to help people in that way. And um, I've had a great career of... 31 years doing this. So I've worked with uh, elderly, I've worked with uh, a lot of sports-related injuries and orthopedics and breast cancer and now just working with like the mix of everything and uh, I'm so grateful. I have an amazing career and when I became partners with my new company, Reboot, 
you know, Steve talked to me about ambient lighting and frequency music and um, looking at this whole person and I thought like, that is physical therapy. Like if that could be physical therapy that I could do, I want to do it. And uh, all the universe aligned to kind of help us to do that. And along the way, I became a cannabis educator and uh, opened my world to what addiction is and what are people really struggling with. Um, another level of learning that people get there in a certain way and they need support. They need to be like cared for and listened to and people need to not feel so alone and isolated. And I think that the world of uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you know, us becoming legal for um, medical use for cannabis was like a really big turning point of like opening my world to see people's even greater differences and seeing this beautiful plant as a healing modality helping so many people. So I become kind of a spokesperson of uh, the plant world, to mm -hmm. say. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we were just discussing that, you know, uh, before we uh, went live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course it is good to see it be legalized for the most part, um, you know, not on a re recreational level or a federal level yet, but uh, certainly a, a more sane stance. And I think that you've seen kind of a ripple effect with that in, in a sense where it's caused, you know, a, a general part of the population that may not have been in support of and may not consume and still may not consume to still see it now as something that's a lot safer than say you know they see the opiate crisis going on they see people dropping like flies from things like fentanyl and now I think the predominant mentality is it you know, weeds really just not something to worry about right well I think when you can have uh, diagnoses being held like MS and ALS and Alzheimer's and children with epilepsy and seizure disorders when you can see that this plant can help versus the fear that was instilled in us through many different channels. Um, I think it's amazing and I think that it's wonderful that so many states are now becoming legal for, um, for medicinal use and hopefully more will start joining for adult use or recreational use and I think it's a, it's a really beautiful healing tool. Yeah, for sure. Now, we were also talking about um, things, you know, Pennsylvania, really the only legal one that discusses ketamine in terms of... I, I don't realize ketamine is, is it's considered psychedelic. Is that right? It, it is. It, it is. is uh, it is. But it is legal for use in a therapeutic setting where you have a physician that's um, prescribing it. There are usually different psychotherapists who are helping to guide and lead. Some people are able to do it at home, especially during COVID, but they're still tied in with the computer um, through a Zoom call with the therapist. So it's a guided, it's a, you know, psychedelic assisted therapies. So you always have a guide, you have a, a therapist along for the ride. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But I did not realize that was a, a drug that was considered psychedelic. Well, it has multiple uses, but there is a psychedelic component depending on the application and the dosage. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's good to hear. I mean, you know, if it can be used, uh, I'm in all in favor, you know, as opposed to some other forms of treatment for sure. So um, where is the practice located? We have um, a location in Elkins Park. That's kind of our flagship. We mm. have a location in Chinatown. I have an office in the Will's Eye building. Oh. We have a couple others that um, are just popping up okay. slowly. Oh. Um, so we're, we're doing really well. We're hitting a lot of different target communities in Montgomery County and Philadelphia. So we have people that come from the Poconos, the Jersey Shore, I think when you have something that's kind of unique and um, unique, but also um, warm, mm -hmm. I think people come back. You know, anyone can go somewhere for one time, but when you keep coming back, it means that something's feeling good, and that's our intention. It's to uh, help people heal, feel good. Nice. Yeah. Do you guys ever integrate music? Yes, yeah, so I think music is such an important part. Um, so, you know, we listen to different um, theta waves sometimes at the office. We listen to calm music, some classical music, but I have these uh, amazing playlists <clears throat> because as we're talking about the psychedelic space, I'm also a guide and integrator in that space, um, kind of waiting until the medicines become legal and then seeing, you know, if there's a space for Reboot to have an avenue through integration or tied in because it's another level of looking at the whole person and the healing. Um, so in that way, I've uh, done some exploration myself and came across hundreds of different amazing sounds that are really world music. Um, and when people are doing journey work, it's often better to have music that's not English, that's not our native spoken language. because. We get tapped into a story when we're listening to music that has familiar verbiage. And so when you're listening to music that has sounds or rhythms or um, a different language, Spanish or French or something that's unfamiliar to me, it can take you. These akuras are these uh, prayers, these chants, this mantra music can really take people through through breath work, through meditation, mm -hmm. through journey work, to take you to like an altered state of consciousness. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely feel like it's a meditation unto itself, yeah. not only to listen to, but also to play. Um, so for sure, you know, yeah. that's cool. Well, yeah. you know, healing is uh, something I, I, I feel deeply about. So good for you and, and the practice, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. Now you, uh, you, and we had some mutual friends because you come out to support the live music scene. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. As I was sharing with you, I was like a closeted deadhead. You know, I've had many chapters in my life and uh, came to the dead at like, um, you know, in my 80s, went to shows in the 90s, but it's like, it was just like, you know, I'll dabble. And um, then I saw a Bobby Weir show about like eight years ago and it just like the world just opened up to me and uh, and now I'm just so drawn to the community it's like if I go to your show or you know a similar genre here and locally I just am seeing like my people you know these are just happy people like we all have our own lives and our own stuff but when you go to a dead show or a dead cover band or Almond Brothers or 
whoever. It's just like you just you just are moving and you're just vibing with like people who love the same kind of music. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting that you say that, you know, because. You know, in a lot of ways, when when you were speaking about how we're more the same than different, I mean, that kind of touches on that whole idealistic perspective that I think sometimes does get lost in uh, hippie culture, you know, because that's what I think is at the basis of it all, is is exactly that, you know, why that, uh, that whole uh, movement started at that time was based on that premise you know what it's not what makes us different but what makes us the same because that's really what can unite people which is uh something that's a bit missing in today's world is that you know there's still great music being played you know we just um there's a there's a little bit of a lack of cohesion in a movement i would say um, but you know, there's 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 great music being played. So. Yeah, but Jerry spoke to that years and years ago. Like when the Dead was playing, it was about a collective. It wasn't like them as musicians up here, and then they're just watching. It's like they got their energy from the dancing, the movement, the people. For sure. It was like an equal partnership. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right, yeah, no doubt. And I mean, as, as a musician, and even playing very small crowds, it's definitely true because, you know, it's happened plenty of times. And uh, even if there's just a couple, even sometimes one person out there you just see uh, just rocking out and having a great time, and it's enough to kind of, you know, inspire you to, to, uh, to give it back, so to speak. What does that feel like to you? You're seeing, like, some people dancing in the front, mm-hmm. and they're just like, you know... Grooving. What does it feel like when you're up on stage and seeing that? It brings me joy, you know, to see that uh, what we're doing is uh, helping to lift other people's spirits because that's what we're, you know, I think that's what most musicians are aiming to do is, you know, a little bit to lift their own spirits, but also whoever they're sharing it with, mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, in terms of that, um, Steel Your Peach does have a, a gig coming up in uh, in a couple weeks at the Ardmore Music Hall. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned we, we were really only playing a couple gigs a month right now, so uh, it's a big one. It's at the Ardmore Music Hall on St. Patty's Day, the 17th of March. Do people get to dress up like in their favorite green? I don't think there will ever be restrictions at any shows at the Ardmore Music Hall for whatever it is that you want to wear. But for sure, you know, get in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I think uh, Irish culture is pretty uh, bright and vibrant, and I love my Guinness. Mm, gotta love a good Guinness. Yeah, yep. And uh, Irish music, you know, which, you know, came over here to America and kind of evolved in the bluegrass. You know, if you if you hear some of those early pioneers, guys like the early banjo pickers like Doc Boggs. Um, yeah, he was he was a he was a good one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. It's such an interesting piece of history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he even sung, you know, and incorporated some sounds of blues into it, which is kind of interesting, too, at that time. I really admire the uh, 
musicians from that time, not just blue bluegrass, but any any because they didn't really have the ability as much to hear other musicians, and so uh, had to kind of cultivate their own sound. Right. You know. You know, one interesting piece of our American history is a. Uh, you know, around the time of the Great Migration is also around the time that cannabis was uh, being moved up. You know, it was the end of the Mexican Revolution, the Great mm -hmm. Migration of like the end of slavery and African Americans moving north, mm -hmm. settling in places like uh, Detroit, Chicago, like that whole movement happened kind of simultaneously with the cannabis and with the um, people moving up, bringing their music and then making it just this whole new evolution of music as we know it today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were singing about the Reefer Man and early jazz, guys like Cab Calloway. It was long before the 60s for sure, so, yeah. you know, for whatever that's worth. But, you know. Um, Billy Holiday? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... Uh, for sure, you know, and I mean, uh, it, it's not for everybody, but, um, you know, it's, it's good to see that it is being used in, in different ways to help people that want to use it. Certainly, I mean, there were, you know, the mad, it was madness for so many years with people, you know, in, in dire straits with cancer that were denied it. You know, that's just yeah. madness, yeah. you know, seriously. Um, or even when it first became legal in Colorado, when you had Charlotte's Web, which was a high CBD, low THC, and um, it was formulated for this beautiful child, Charlotte, who had a seizure disorder. Mm -hmm. and, I remember that. Uh, yep. It brought her back to being a member of her family in terms of like being active and interactive, and uh, I just remember learning about that family and that story. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do, I remember that yeah. too. Or people managing PTSD, you know? Yeah. That's a really huge reason that uh, people are benefiting from the use of cannabis, anxiety disorder, so people don't have to take so many pharmaceuticals if they're able to use cannabis with a card, yeah. For sure. So um, if people want to find you and come down, like it's a re Reboot Integrative Wellness Center? Right. Um, you could look us up, look us up on social media, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, uh, or look at our website at rebootiwc.com. Yeah. Cool. Calling our offices, we're happy to uh, help make people feel better in a more integrative uh, approach. How do you feel? I, I, I've experienced now two different times the um, Epsom salt like floats. Mm -hmm. um, like those floating tubs? Sensory deprivation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, the second time was better than the first um, for, you know, mainly because I was able to kind of lose myself a little better. Um, but it, it was pretty cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Because you go into this pool, and there's actually, like, it's like an egg, and has beautiful lighting inside, but you're enclosed, and you're not having anything impacting your sound. It's just your breathing. Um, but there's something kind of magical that happens in your body of, like, lowering the stress and lowering the tension. Yeah. Freeing the mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's 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 physical, and uh, I mean, well, physically, apparently there are some some uh, you know 
physiological benefits to the, the yeah. salts and what you absorb with little aches and pains. Yeah, and releasing toxins. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, physically you feel like you're floating in outer space, like on a bed, kind of just floating. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and what's so neat is the yeah. water is the exact temperature as your body. So it's right. not warmer, it's not colder, it's like, it's just a homeostatic environment. It's really cool. Yes, so uh, that was something I was meaning to ask you about because, you know, I mean, it does seem like another one of those things to really gain the best out of it, to do it somewhat regularly, which isn't cheap, but uh, <laughs> certainly uh, if you are able to afford it, I, I would recommend it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's even worth trying once or twice if that's all you can swing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah, there's one in Ardmore. So that's cool, right up the street. Um, what's I gonna say? I, I, uh, there was something. What kind of things do you like to do for self-care? Work out, uh, ride my bike, play music. Mm -hmm. I would say those are the three. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, hike. I like to yeah. hike. Love hiking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, self-care is just so important. Yeah. I think we're all just so busy trying mm -hmm. to get everything done and the list just keeps going and I look in the sink and I'm like how could there possibly be another dish and uh, you know the dogs and the kids and it's like a lot and mm -hmm. so um, just a really big supporter of people finding uh, some kind of self-care you know modalities such as like even taking a bath at the end of the night or yeah. listening to music listening to like an app that has for meditation or it's crucial. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, you know, it's at the same time, it's like, you know, I guess you have to figure out that balance just like anything else, but you can't just completely um, ignore it. You need, you know, it, that'll definitely take a toll. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, like, I have, everybody has their songs for when they're like wanting to get revved or wanting to chill out. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you could like share like What's a song or two that you like? For oh, now I'm being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're okay. We're having a mutual conversation. I see, okay. I like going to Cassidy. Like, that's a song that, okay. like, no matter what my mood, uh -huh. I really like just, uh, that could, like, get me into that, like, <sighs> Okay, yeah. nice. Um, I don't know if there's a song. There, I could think of some albums mm. that I can, you know, think of that would, uh, Depending on the mood, you know, certainly one that lifts my spirits instantaneously that I listen to quite a bit is uh, Funky Kingston by Toots and the Maytals. Uh, that album just from beginning to end and something about his voice and the whole... Um, Ernest, yes, and uh, Ernest Wranglin, Below the Bass Line, is an instrumental. That's also... Ernest Wranglin's a Jamaican jazz guitarist. It's a really, really killer. I'll have to check um, that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to set myself and my soul at ease, uh, Mississippi John Hurt has always been one that, uh, uh, just something about the whole sound is, uh, definitely has a, a, a kind of a, a healing and soothing effect. Um, a Love Supreme by John Coltrane, you know, in, in, uh, is one that I also, yeah, so those are a few. I love yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like a lot of obscure early blues guys too, like uh, Reverend Gary Davis, who, you know, Yorma Kalkinen is, is kind of famous for emulating his sound, and I believe he studied with the Rev, you know, because wow. Reverend, Reverend Gary taught some people 
taught lessons. Huh. You know, had a, a voice aside from his playing, his voice was just incredible too. But you know, he's a very uh, quirky way of playing. <laughs> it's very kind. That's it's, funny. Yeah. 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 So uh, this is very cool. I'm very appreciative that you were able to make it happen on such short notice. Yeah, you know, um, got to pivot sometimes, and uh, that's what I do. Really happy to be here. I hope everybody enjoyed hearing a little bit about what we do, mm -hmm. who we are, who I am. And as I always do, I like to mention that you know all these shows are brought to me, brought to you guys by ilovemarksinger.com, which is my business as a realtor, which is something else that I do, and um, also an important facet of mental health is you know having a uh, the uh, not only the uh, foundation of a home, but uh, what a home can provide in terms of stability, financial stability. Um, I know there's a lot of friends that watch and listen that may have a lot of questions um, and, and I love to be able to be the one that you reach out to if you have those questions because uh, I will keep your best interests in mind. I don't care who you are or what it is that you know you are trying to accomplish. I just want you to know not to hesitate to reach out. Um, there's a lot of questions right now about interest rates and yada yada but what I can tell you is it's beneficial to own. It doesn't matter you know because there's no real sense to say wait because it's like asking what will be the price of gas a year from now. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what the market will do. Um, we had been blessed for a few years where rates were extremely low, um, which was kind of an anomaly and we hope it gets back there. But um, you can buy houses with little money down. You know, um, just all I'm saying is if you have questions, reach out. There may be ways to accomplish it that you're not aware of. Um, so that's it. You can send me a DM or you can go to the website where you'll find active listings at any time. Uh, it's website's pretty useful. There's a mortgage calculator, all that fun stuff. So that's it as far as my short spiel on real estate. But, you know, the basic premise is to, uh, is to, uh, you know, marry the, marry the home, date the rate, right? So if you buy the home, you marry the home, the one that you fall in love with, you can always refi down the road. You know, and I really truly believe I'm not somebody, I'm not claiming to be some financially savvy person. As a matter of fact, I'm claiming that for most, many of my years not to be, I have learned and I've had many firsthand accounts that can say that it is the best way to get ahead, especially in this world now where it's getting harder to get ahead. If you are smart about it, um, you know, you can really make out well in, in terms of. You know, and comparing it to any other way to do so. So, um, you know, to be able to look back in a few years and say, oh, look at all these people that I, that I care about, whether they're fans of the band or just friends of mine, and say, hey, I helped them accomplish something, uh, that would genuinely be something I'd feel really good about. So don't hesitate to reach out. The spring market, listing your home, all that fun stuff. I love MarkSinger.com. Um, we'll see you again next, well, on Thursday, we should be seeing you with Danny Mayer for a second podcast this week, and then next Monday, we'll reconvene for the normal time with E.J. Simpson, um, my friend who is a multi-instrumentalist, who is just phenomenal, plays bass with Steely Peach sometimes, plays in Boris Garcia, 
Um, Maggie Pearson EJ was his original project. He was in the Goats a long time ago, local alternative hip hop band. And uh, he does this one man band uh, show of a, a yearly performance of Jesus Christ Superstar, excuse me, which is incredible. So uh, I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, EJ Simpson next Monday at 7. Uh, have a great week, and uh, thanks for tuning in to the Main Line Beyond with Mark Singer, episode 8. Thank you, Felicia, and we'll, we will see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to episode 8 of the Main Line and Beyond with Mark Singer. Next week's guest is EJ Simpson, multi-instrumentalist from Boris Garcia and many other projects around Philadelphia. As always, these shows are brought to you by ilovemarksinger.com. Don't forget to think of me if you do have any questions regarding buying or selling a home. And as always, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the show.